What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Booth, your go-to podcast for all things pertaining to events, where we literally have you covered from A to E. Now, yes, I said A to E, not A to Z. Now, this is your first time joining us. Let me break it down for you exactly what I mean. A, if you're an attendee. B, if you're a bride. C, if you're a coordinator. D, if you're a DJ. E, everyone else. We literally have you covered when it comes to events. I'm your host, Marcus. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to hit that subscribe button and share this with a friend or two or three or four 10 that would be greatly appreciated anyway let's dive into today's episode and today's topic which is actually the birth of a interesting conversation that i had recently with a gentleman who's getting ready to get married in a few months and they were just sharing about how they're getting ready to get married they're getting married out of state you know he's excited but yet nervous you know she's a dancer he's not and just you know, her friends are dancers, his family's not so much. And so, you know, kind of gauging it and started talking to him, kind of giving him a little bit of insight and perspective from a DJ standpoint when it comes to, you know, like the whole topic of my family doesn't dance. And uh, that's what today's topic is, really. Just my family doesn't dance. It's all right. It's okay. Now, given the invite list, given the... RSVP list, the guest list as a whole, that may help determine your decision making when it comes to to have a dance floor, to not have a dance floor, to open up dancing, to not open up dancing, things of that regard. And simply put, if your family doesn't dance, it's okay. I can't tell you how many times I've played my absolute best sets and nobody got up and danced. <laughs> I mean, song selection was on point. I mean, I was pulling everything out of the catalog that the customer asked for, the cl- that the client specifically requested in, in any given genre. Plus, you know, I threw in a, fru- a few, you know, curveballs to try to spice things up and kind of keep people on their toes and engaged. And not a single person hit the dance floor. But when all was said and done, I can't tell you how many people came up after the fact just expressing how much fun they had and, you know, how much they enjoyed it and how the music was great. And I'm like, can y'all let y'all body language tell me then? Can you let your facial features express that you're having a good time? Like, goodness. So so when it comes to the, the area of, you know, my family doesn't dance, it's okay. That's perfectly fine. I mean... I think, roughly, give or take, it's safe to assume, everybody enjoys music to a degree. Now, we may differ on the genres that we prefer, the artists that we prefer, the decades that we prefer, but overall, I think it's a safe assumption to think that most people in the world share the commonality of a joy for music. So you're never going to go wrong with actually having music there and having music played and applied to the event now as far as the concentrated effort of energy that goes to getting people engaging on the dance floor this is where you as the bride you as the client you as the coordinator or the planner have to work with your team to let them know kind of what the expectation level is and then help them to manage expectations accordingly. What I mean by that is, 
it's not just the DJ that has the responsibility to make sure that people are at least smiling or at least singing along to the songs that are being played. So therefore, the photographer has to have something in which they can feed off of and captures those moments despite nobody being in the dance floor setting. How do you still make it look like everybody's having a great time with nobody on the dance floor? Well, for starters, you can release, you can get rid of the the awkward temptation. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, you know, people have known ahead of time that, oh, my family, they're not a bunch of dancers. They don't really dance. You know, they just, they, everybody in my family has two left feet. And that's fine. That is perfectly fine. Then eliminate the dance floor. Then take away the eight by 12, the, you know, the nine by 10 square foot dance floor. Just chuck it, get rid of it, put it out the budget. You know what I mean? And just let people enjoy the moment. Now, if people end up kind of singing along from their tables and from their seats or from the bar or from, you know, a social gathering spot, then so be it. If there's like a random dance party that breaks out, you know, at table seven, so be it. But the first thing that you do is you eliminate the the pressure, especially for a family of non-dancers, you eliminate the pressure that they have to do these moments. They have to dance. Well, what about those key moments? What about that the first dance, what about the grand entrance? What about the mother-son dance? What about the father-daughter dance? What about, you know, the money dance, if you guys are doing that? Well, if your family doesn't dance and everybody has a bunch of left feet, there's other options when it comes to the money dance. Do a money tree. People will have like a symbolic tree next to their signing book with, you know, paper clips or clipboard or, uh, or um, yeah, with paper clips or clamps. And they would just invite people to just add to the tree and staple dollar amounts to that you know to that 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 wood configuration of a tree to take the place of the money dance um i've had people that have done it via a box where it's just like you know what we're not in lieu of a money dance you know whatever you want to feel free to like donate towards our honeymoon or our first home or whatever you know feel free to you know drop it in this box or you know we love you show us you love us back by you know showing cash <laughs> you know drop it in this box whatever now some people are like oh that's hacky you got to know your people you have to know your people some people will look at that and laugh other people yeah will look at that and get offended so you have to know your people but nonetheless you don't have to have like those key moments in a center focal point that is a tangible hardwood rented out dance floor. You can mix it up. You know, do your, do your, uh, you know, your first dance right in front of your sweetheart table. You can do your first dance, you know, pick a a middle of, um, a middle section between a bunch of, of tables that's kind of like a center point and dance right there if it doesn't matter if it's you know in the middle of the of the ballroom it doesn't matter if it's the, in the middle of the backyard it doesn't matter if it's a middle patch of grass like just do it there it's okay you don't have to have a 
the physical landmark to say we're doing our dance on the dance floor. Pay attention over here, um, which also gives you a little bit more creativity to move it around. Because like I just mentioned, you can do your first dance as, you know, newly married right in front of your sweetheart table and then do the mother son dance over there by, you know, their that family's table. If they're separated, you know, the bride and groom's family are separated slightly, then you could do your dance over there by those sets of tables or vice versa. Or you can reach out and say, hey, we're going to do our dance over here and you're going to do the 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 father daughter dance over there where it's predominantly like the groom side of the family. So they get a chance to relish in it and share in it. But it gives you options to approach it differently, which actually makes it more exciting because it gives you a blank canvas to do something new. Do something different. Do something that hasn't been done before. And that's honestly where events come to place where, and they really come alive, where you're not just duplicating what's been done or what your your friend did or what your cousin did or, you know, what your relative did, but you're finding something that's unique to you, your situation, and you're getting those elements and you're bringing them to life. So back to if you're the bride, if you're the coordinator, if you're the planner, to communicate to your team, i.e. the photographer, the DJ, the videographer, let them know what the expectation is so that, again, they can kind of garner around it appropriately. So if they're not dancing and they're not focusing on a center point like a dance floor, the photographer can still get some epic shots with people at the tables or people standing around laughing and smiling. You know, the videographer can still do the same thing, but now you're gathering those authentic moments and capturing those those joyous moments in their natural habitat in their in their natural environments that they're taking place if they're again at the bar at the gift table at you know the sweetheart table at any other random table or just outside it doesn't matter you get to capture these authentic moments that still reign true where it doesn't have to necessarily be the focal point of being at the DJ, you know, being in front of the DJ booth, being on the dance floor. Well, I can hear a counter argument start to raise up now. Well, why do I need a DJ then? Why can't I just play Pandora? Why can't I just play off of Spotify? Because if you going back to, you know, an earlier episode that I did, just very much more in depth on this particular topic, but uh, just to give you a little light on the matter, is that as good as the AI processing capacity has been becoming in like Spotify, for example, it still doesn't have the human touch to garner the playlist or cater the playlist to the flow of the event or the flow of the day. Like as good as, you know, the AI is being developed in some of these, even other some of these other DJ softwares, it it's not going to know, it's not going to have the instinct to know or inherently kick in when the grand entrance is delayed by 20 minutes. How to keep the energy up, how to kind of straggle the tempo without losing the energy and still have the place to go so that when it's time for the grand entrance, it's not a cultural shock going from something that's like moderately slow in tempo to like upbeat. All right, everybody, you know, let me get your attention because they're coming in now to can't stop the feeling or some song. So, there's still that real life touch, that real life decision making, that real life effect that human DJs, especially good ones, bring to the table. 
So definitely sell your DJ. Plus, because some DJs end up operating, doing dual roles as your DJ and as your MC. And again, if you're just going to stick a friend or a family member in front of the PA system to turn the volume down or adjust the volume when they're making announcements or whatever, you're making somebody work that not necessarily has to work. It, despite even if you think you're paying, you're saving money for it, but you're saving money at the cost of the overall experience and even the experience of that particular person. But anyway, I digress. So going back to your family doesn't dance. So what? So what? Have fun. Still bring the energy, still, you know, request the songs that you want to hear. And as long as you can observe, you know, if you're a DJ, a photographer, a videographer, as long as you still observe people, their, their mouths moving, <laughs> people singing along, heads moving, toes tapping, knees bouncing, it's a good indication that you're doing something good and people are still enjoying themselves, which again gives the photographer, the videographer, a lot of options to capture to still bring those beautiful elements to life and bring them to either the photos that you're paying for or to the recap video. Now, half the family dances, half the family doesn't dance. Okay, 50 50, 50 split. How do you do that? Well, you give a dance floor, but then you just don't t- make a huge dance floor. You think about a maybe a a four by four, you know, four uh, like a perfect square, but just a smaller dance floor for everyone that can dance or want to dance or enjoy dancing to have that space to be able to dance. And then also what you're doing very, very strategically is you're shrinking the dance floor. So now you, when you have five, 10 people on the dance floor, the dance floor looks absolutely packed, which rings so beautiful in your photos and in your video with your, your photographer or your videographer. It makes it look a lot bigger than what it actually was versus having this huge dance floor, having the same five or 10 people actually dancing and engaging. And now it's 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 looking like like a dead event. It's looking like people weren't really having a good time because you only have a fragment of people on the dance floor. Now, I know it's hard to assume ahead of time, but that's where you got to gauge it. That's where, again, you have to know your people. Bride, clients, uh, planners, coordinators. This is when you have to know your clients. You have to know kind of what they're dealing with. They're having, you know, a lot of their family show up. A few of their friends show up. And their friends love to dance. The family not so much. On both sides. Play safe. Just go to small dance floor. Well, or if you have, if you're doing it like in the backyard, then concentrate that, 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 that focal point on a patio or some, you know, already pre-constructed range of space that again, with five, 10 people there, it looks a lot more packed than a large landscaping, massive dance floor and still only having five ten people dance so 
that's one thing kind of tricking. <laughs> and you're also, again, you're doing something psychological to the guests, to the attendees, because even if they don't dance, but they look over and the dance floor itself looks like it's packed because it's smaller, they're more inclined to to yield to their freedom of actually really enjoying themselves and singing louder or singing, actually moving their lips more, head nodding, they may stand up, toe tapping, they may actually, you know, kind of bounce side to side wherever they are, whether it be at their table, at the bar, wherever. And now they're having a good time and they've been led into having that physical exertion or expression of a good time all because you had a small dance floor that made it look packed off of the few people that you know would dance or that you know would party flat out. Now, best case or last option, everybody dances. Both sides of the family dances, the friends dance, the the grandma dances, everybody dances. Okay, cool. Then just go to a bigger dance floor. Go to a bigger dance floor, spread it out, create the space. And then so that way when you have all those people converging onto the dance floor, it's crowded, it's still packed. And you, again, your photographer, your videographer captures those moments and everything looks grand. And it looks great. So if you're in a situation where you're hung up or you have a friend who's hung up about, you know what, you know, should they have a dance floor? Should there even be dances because... You know, their family doesn't dance. So what? It's okay. Like I said, there's options. There's plenty of options. Just like when, you know, the people who got married, they leave the sweetheart table and they make the rounds and they go spend time and say hello to all the different people at all the different tables. You can take that same approach and even kind of do like a musical chairs for <laughs> musical chairs for for dancing. Like, okay, you know, this table over here, you know, we're going to dance over at this table or by this table. Okay, okay, when this song stops, you know, we're going to play this song over here. You know, if, if you want to dance, dance over at these tables. There's a bunch of variety. There's a bunch of options. There's a bunch of alternatives to just having sweetheart table, right in front of the sweetheart table, massive dance floor, and then spreading out the tables or fanning them out from... The dance floor, because the dance floor is the center, the center focal point, because all the stuff happens, you know, on the dance floor. The first dance, grand entrance, mother, you know, mother, son, father, daughter, money dance, garter toss, bouquet toss, all these things. They happen on the dance floor. Dance floor has to be in the middle. If your family doesn't dance at all, friends don't dance at all, chuck the dance floor and then do the garter toss, do the bouquet toss anywhere have fun with it enjoy it now it becomes it becomes a much broader expression now i think about this movie called dance with me it was like a mid 90s i think with um vanessa williams and and, uh, cheyenne and uh, vanessa williams plays this ballroom dancer elegant professional dancer you know, she needs like all the space and she has very high requirements for dancing because she's done it all her life. She's trained for it all her life. She's been very professional all her life. So she needs all the space to dance, right? Well, she goes to this to this uh, Latin club, you know, with Cheyenne's character. And, you know, she's like, oh, I can't, you know, it's, it's too tight. He's like, what are you talking about? We have the whole floor. 
and they start dancing, but they dance throughout the entire dance floor, intermingling with other people that are there, other couples that are there, you know, she ends up dancing with other girls uh, while they're having like a dance off or a mini dance off with Cheyenne's character and, and the the girls, the girls' guys. Um, you have couples, you know, kind of like rotating around. It became this much grander communal affair, but she thought she couldn't do anything because it was too tight in the space. She didn't have the space to do anything. Whereas he saw it as we have the entire dance floor. So we're going to like really move around and really, you know, we're going to make it happen. It's the same thing. If you take the dance floor away because your your family doesn't dance, use the entire space. Use the entire venue that you have. The entire ballroom. The entire backyard. The entire patio. The entire grassy area. The entire tent. The entire multi-purpose room. Whatever. Use it all. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. Go with a different direction for it. You know, even if you do the grand entrance as, you know, you're introducing... <laughs> random thought you're introducing you know the the maid the maid of honor and the and the best man as well as the bridesmaids and the groomsmen you're almost introducing them like they're in different districts of the dance floor <laughs> or different districts of the reception area you know what i mean and so like coming from you know district one you know we have you know the maid of honor and the best man give it up for you know so and so and so and so you know after you worked your way from like you know, 12 to number one. But this is where you get to let your creative juices, you know, really ex- explode <laughs> because you're immediately breaking the status quo. Now, lastly, the last option that a lot of people may not be- think of or consider is your family doesn't dance, but, but they will dance for fill in the blank. So if you're dealing with a situation where, you know, my my family doesn't dance, they, you know, they don't really get down like that, but they will for a slow song or they, but they will for Mambo number five or Cha-Cha Slide or Macarena or whatever, then you can still opt to get rid of the dance floor if, especially depending on the size of the wedding. You can still opt to give her the dance floor and then still encourage people to really dance where they, wherever they are, especially if it is a slow song, and partake like that. Or, again, you weigh the size of the dance floor in comparison to the numer- the amount of attendees. So you have a lot of people coming in, break it down to basically the size of the dance floor being about a quarter of that, if not a third of that. Because you got to already anticipate that by the time you get to dancing time, that people are leaving, people have left, um, people are tired and not trying to, people are waiting for the liquid courage to kick in. So instead of trying to fill this massive, you know, dance floor, think about the space being, okay, if it's like a lot of people dance, think about 50% then. So if you invite 200 people to your wedding, divide that by half and be like, hey, how much can a hundred dollar, I mean, sorry, how much can a hundred people fit on a dance floor and, you know, with a good amount of space in between everybody? If you're dealing with like, again, let's say your guest is a hundred, you did a hundred people that, that came to your, to your wedding. 
break it down to like, like I said, 25 to to 30 percent. So what does it look like for the size to hold, you know, 25 people or 30 people? You know, that's how you kind of begin to gauge the size of the space that you need for your dance floor. Now, back to that, my family doesn't dance, but they will for fill in the blank. If they get down for slow dances, that's perfectly fine. But again, that's one of those areas where like, one, you got to know your people. And two, you got to create, you have to communicate that expectation with your team. Um, f- to be honest, there was a wedding that I had that we, this was not really communicated very well. And so I came in when it came to that part of the day, I switched gears and went to my, let's, you know, build the energy and let's get, you know, everybody on the dance floor and let's pack it out and, you know, get it going. And that failed. Nobody did it. And I'm playing like, all the songs that they want, they were they were asking for, um, in a very smooth way. Uh, everything was upbeat, you know, good high energy. Nobody moved to the dance floor. I randomly, just out of frustration and annoyance, I just played Unforgettable. Everybody flocked to the dance floor. Yes, Nat King Cole's Unforgettable. Everybody flocked to the dance floor. It was like you got to be kidding me, really. So it wasn't communicated or expressed like, you know what, you know, my family doesn't dance, but they will for, in this case, slow, slow dances. So, you know, keeping it slow-ish without being draining on the energy, I kept it slow and the dance floor stayed packed. But the moment I started to switch the tempo back up and bring things like more to an upbeat level, the dance floor cleared they cleared out. I was like, okay, this is going to be a slow dance type of people. <laughs> but you got to go with it. For your client, you have to go for it. You have to go with it. But that's also, again, something that has to be communicated ahead of time to help manage expectations, to kind of, you know, know your people and then know how to communicate that to your team so that your DJ knows, okay, so slow songs, most likely, never nothing's a guarantee. More slow... You know, slow songs more than likely will pack out the dance floor. So, so for your photographer, they know when they start to hear a slow song, whatever they're doing, start to focus in on the dance floor. That's where there's going to be a lot of good moments for, you know, their, you know, for their photos. And same with the videographer, those moments to capture to put into the finished product for their video. Oh, yeah, there's one more. <laughs> You got to make room for the, my people don't dance unless you tell them what to do. Okay, those are fun and very short. And what I mean by that is they only can dance to instructional songs like the Cuba Shuffle, like uh, Cha Cha Slide, like Macarena kind of sort of, so to speak. Like line dancing songs, not just country genreified, but any sort of line dancing songs that basically communicate to you the steps to take, they will they will be there. The moment it's like freelance, they gotta dance off of, you know, Beyonce single ladies or Crazy in Love or something like that, or you know the new Cardi B or something, or Doja Cat. Like they're gone, they're ghost. 
they can't, they don't feel comfortable being out there. So again, if it's one of those that you know that's the situation, then you might want to get a moderate sized dance floor. Communicate that again with your team because once that you know once you've played your hand through all of those ones, that dance floor is going to clear out. It's going to look empty. So the larger the dance floor, the more empty is going to look, and then the more disinviting it becomes and the more people start to be like yeah i think we're about to head out you know we got an early morning tomorrow so we we gotta we gotta go home and uh you know get the baby down and we gotta go home and you know get some sleep rest up for tomorrow etc etc so these are just a couple little tips especially if you're dealing with a situation where my family doesn't dance don't let that discourage you still have fun with it look at it as a a blank canvas to really have some fun with if half the people dances the other half don't it's all good anyway so nonetheless just have fun with it that's the end of the day your event have fun speaking of have fun do me a favor have fun and hit that subscribe button so you stay in the loop um follow me on instagram at dj ignite the number one hit me up with a couple dms ask me anything you want um i would love to hear from you let me get your feedback on what y'all think of the show so far let me get your feedback on episodes or topics that you would like me to cover and just you know also i'm still putting it out there because i still got to do part two of if it's better to look good or be good so what's your two cents on that and if you have no idea what i'm talking about check out the episode before this one and uh y'all have a great week and i'll catch y'all in the next episode peace